to think about a lot mm. when I was a kid, a youngster. What's that? Young lad. You know, you watch the news on, on Channel 8 or what have you. <laughs> Specifically Channel 8. Yes, I do. Okay. The moment, like for whatever reason, it might cross your mind. At some point, I feel like you ask yourself, is that person wearing pants behind that desk? And then, yeah. even though you'll never know the answer, it's a question that never quite goes away. Yeah, you're right. So, so fun story. I actually, you know how the, you know, there was like the national news on ABC on, on mm-hmm. channel eight. Right. Uh, but then we had like, like region eight news from Jonesboro. You remember yeah, that? Yeah. So I, uh, I got to take the tour of the region eight news setup no one way. time. Yeah. You're a hometown hero. Man. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Um, everybody was wearing pants that day, but I think they right. knew we were coming. Right. That's what so. I'm saying. Kind of like, <laughs> like in general, you just expect that they're going to be wearing pants. Mm-hmm. But once, once it crosses your mind, there's always that question. Yep. Also, probably my biggest takeaway from that was the newscasters are way less in charge than what I thought. Interesting. Right. Yeah. They do convey a confidence. Yeah. There it's like, it's like, it's their show. Right. But but then behind the scenes, it's just like, are y'all done with me? I'm like, why are you asking the cameraman? You're you're in charge, right? But you you tell us what to do. That's right. Right. But that's why we tune in sometimes. We need some some guidance. Yeah, we need to we need to know how worried to be about our neighbors when the tornadoes come. Absolutely. Because Lord knows I'm not getting out of bed for Man. them. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you see 37 of them, you've seen them all. Right. I've slept through four. So, yep. Um, say about the same. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, no, I'm not going, I'm not going to the basement. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. You had a basement? No. Oh, but if I had one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. <laughs> Fair enough. I remember one danced like right by my bedroom window as a kid. Mm-hmm. There was uh one one went right behind our house, which is my 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 room was on the back back side of the house, and it was like it was like a hundred yards away. It was twisting trees uh, together, and I slept right. Apparently, my parents watched it go through out the window. Um, which I mean, at that point, what are you gonna do? You go outside, you're gonna get murdered. Right. Uh, but you know, we, we just slept through it. I remember yeah. the rain, the rain waking me up mm-hmm. and I was like, Whoa, that's loud. And I looked out the window, funnel cloud. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if it's going to be, it's going to be It's one of my earliest memories. Like, Man, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I guess I could see that, you know, leaving and leaving an impact. I guess as a kid, I'm just like, sometimes it'd be dark outside. Yeah. And then you just live, you know, you keep going. Yeah, I tell you, the trippiest thing that I can remember weather-wise wasn't even like rotation or a tornado or anything like that. It was a thunderstorm in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, like, so just standing on my, standing on my front porch, probably. I don't even know how old I was. I don't even know if I was a teenager yet. And like snow just coming down, big old flakes just, and then like just lightning arcing across the sky and everything. I was like, this is this is not how this is supposed to work what frosty hell is this yeah right yeah no that's kind of what i was like this is like after after i got a little bit older and i read dante i was like this is the ninth that was the ninth circle of hell that's oh. what that shit looks like oh. i always wanted to get into that when dante's in front of oh yeah yeah it uh okay i mean i enjoyed it i've heard cynics just call it like religious self-insert fanfic uh, but um you know eh, i enjoyed it fair enough it's classic for a reason yeah yeah there's dante oh we were gonna talk about gaming were we that's where we started <laughs> yeah you know what um we're not we're not good at this guys no. <laughs> um yeah gaming but you guys will never know that we said any of that potentially that's I mean, right we could put it in maybe we also could not maybe it's some hidden content we put behind a paywall Ooh, a paywall. Yeah, I'll talk to you how I want to talk to you. I mean, I feel violated. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Dante. But yeah, Dante. You know, there was speaking of gaming and Dante. There was a there was a God of War knockoff uh, based on Dante's Inferno. Really? Yeah. Tell me more. 
So it was like honestly, if it was any more God of War like, they probably would have got a cease and desist. Oh. Like, like we're talking a lot of the like it felt like a lot of the combos like even kind of looked similar, like a reskin almost. Yeah, almost like a reskin. The first three or so levels uh, were actually pretty imaginative um, because like you could see things happening in like the background of the, of the levels and and whatnot and you know the, the story wasn't super compelling you were down there to rescue your girl you know ah, I mean that's grown but, up Mario yeah but you know each each level was another was a circle of hell uh, and so the first few levels you had unique enemies that were, you know, a representative of that circle. Mm. And it was pretty cool. But then after you got on a little bit farther, they started reusing enemies and like things weren't unique anymore. And so, mm. you know, you saw villains for, well, minions from previous circles come back and, you know, somebody got tired. Yeah. I mean, which I, I don't even remember what studio uh, made the game, but it was called, Dante, it was called Dante's Inferno. <sighs> It may have just been called Inferno. Oh, yeah. Okay. I kind of remember that. But, yeah, I don't remember what studio. I don't know that they had a lot of money necessarily to throw at development um, for an extended period of time. I mean, you know, I'll give them that it, it sucks to come up with that many, you know, assets right. for for all, all the hours. Yeah. But it was it was fun for what it was, which was, you know, beat them up, hack and slash. Uh, Sometimes you need those. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, and you know it scratched that itch. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird that that man. That's our form of. I guess it's a, it's really similar to reading a book. I think mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, because if a game's really good, I'll stick with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a video gamer, but if it's really good, I'll stick with it and play it for a while. But most of them I won't even flip the cover of, you know? Right. Uh, You know, so I'm a story whore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I will suffer through bad gameplay. Oh, uh, I, oh I will. <laughs> uh, gameplay means nothing to me. You can have the best gameplay on the planet, and if your story sucks, Pokemon. You're right. Um, oh. Chances are I'm not cracking that cover. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for very long, anyway. Mm. Like, it, so I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. I, I, I've not played the MMOs. There's there's two, you know, those uh, 11 and 14. But I played most of the others. Uh, big, big into Final Fantasy. Uh, I'd like to say that I have standards aside from from story, but that's, it's really not true. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, if they would make movies or just write books based on my favorite franchises, I'd probably never play another one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I remember I was never much into final fantasy. That one didn't stick. I do remember loving the artwork from it. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you remember which one? It was an early one, like four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this guy on the bus that I rode the bus with had a, he had his game and he was looking at the pamphlet. Mm, PlayStation mm-hmm. 1, I think. Oh, yeah. And then. Spicy. Just the artwork inside the pamphlet made it look really good. But the turn-based gameplay really turned me off, which is crazy because I still buy Pokemon games. Right. I mean, I love turn-based. Um, yeah. Typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say not all, not all Final Fantasy games are turn-based. Yeah. Um, there's 12 was. 12 had this sort of weird real-time yet possible menu thing that you could do and seven like the seven remake was more of a an action rpg hmm. uh was not turn-based like the original really uh yeah um the uh, 13 uh which is in some circles very hated but uh 13 was uh not turn-based either why did we hate 13 it was very so final fantasy is generally known for being for having tons of side quests being very open just being a ton of crap to do and find uh final fantasy 13 was very linear until near the end of the game like they called it a lot of people called it final hallway 13 you you pretty much didn't branch uh until you neared the end of the game uh you just you had one path you went along the path and you did things and the story progressed I didn't have a problem with it. 
uh, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a story whore. I don't give a crap about your side quests. No. <laughs> um, but that's you know, very efficient gaming though. Yeah, I think. I mean, because that's what you get into it for. Event, like, I don't know. As a kid, yeah, I just shoot things and mash buttons. Mm-hmm. But, but for me to really stick with a game anymore, it's got to have a good story behind it. Yeah, Borderlands for some reason that one hooked me. Man, okay, so I love Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I honestly can't tell you what about it really hooked me aside just the ridiculous weaponry i think maybe actually this the cell shading was right. very attractive no i was gonna say the the coloring because i'm eight yeah um, and you really just want to see some good coloring mm-hmm. i guess because i can't play modern warfare or anything like that like i played borderlands yeah maybe I, it is but i still buy pokemon <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i mean I, I'm i'm probably gonna skip uh, violet and and whatever the other color is I this wish, time. I wish I was, but I I'll I, you know I could I'll probably pick up the one after whatever that you know the one after that maybe I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking about it right now. Like I have a weird attachment to the ten dollars that I've put down on this game, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if I don't pay the rest of it, then I lose that ten dollars. But I right. don't even really want to play it. You okay? So you lose ten dollars, but you save an additional fifty, right? And like, f- I don't know, thirty, forty, a hundred hours <laughs> of time. Yeah, dear God, because the amount that I actually would need to set aside to really get into it mm-hmm. just seems existential. I guess. I guess the real question is: Is there something else you'd rather use that time for? Yeah. The value, that's a good point. The value of that time. Because if if you're playing a video game, that's kind of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I can appreciate that. The immediate, like, good feeling button. Right, right. Um, But ultimately, your goal is to complete it, I would think. Or complete it to the extent that you've decided it's complete. Like, you're not getting anything else from it. Right. So... And that's that kind of touches on an interesting point. So there's this, I'll, I'll call it a phenomenon. I think we've talked about it before mm. uh, in modern gaming where people don't finish video games. They'll get halfway through or, you know, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But, you know, they'll get part of the way through the game and then the next eye grabbing title comes along and they mm. shelve that to play the new thing. Marketing. Marketing. Strong marketing. Yep. Uh, people just don't finish games. And when it, I mean, I. What do you think brings that about? <laughs> undiagnosed ADHD. Uh, no, I think, I think a lot of it is marketing. Uh, the, the feeling that you're going to miss out on the next big, great thing. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of games have friggin' season passes, uh, quote unquote. All this, all this content and special events and things that happen during a certain period of time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and people are like, oh, I want to get in on that. That looks cool. And so they set down the previous thing so they can get in on the new thing. And uh, I mean, and it's also kind of like, you know, how the new wear wore off a new toy when you sure. were a kid. You know, they've by the time you put 40 hours into Bloodborne or whatever, you're probably not done with Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. But uh, snap, Elden Ring. Time to time to get the new hotness. Dude, that's crazy. Elden Ring seems like a lot of time. It does. You know <laughs> with all the side quests and whatnot. I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest, I have not played Elden Ring. Yeah. I I would part They're of me chilling it though. Oh yeah. They're still, I'm seeing it everywhere. I, I would part of me would like to play Elden Ring, and then part of me knows that Elden Ring is too much work. Right. Like I have, I have played Dark Souls games, mm-hmm. and you I mean you guys can you can fault me all you want uh, for saying this, but Dark Souls has a good story mm. if you're willing to dig for it, no. because you have to dig. Yeah. Uh, and I have no problem with Dark Souls being as hard as it is, even going all the way back to Demon Souls, like. If your story was great, I'd get my ass kicked on multiple occasions. Uh, but 
your story while good is not presented in does it feel dry by the time you get all of it it's very disjointed Mm. because like you get a tidbit here and then you go over there and you get a tidbit like if you're doing nothing but progressing through the game like you're not even going to get a fraction of the story it feels like like there's a lot of extra stuff to find a lot of things to pay attention to and i'm always again like like i'm here for the storytelling i'm not here for the story finding Mm. and even though i enjoy you know cool tidbits that are hidden you know here and there i, I like my big flashy cutscenes. <laughs> uh um I'm, that's just that's just how i that's just how i game i like i do like the cutscenes, but i find that they either don't do enough for me mm-hmm. to explain what's really going on or they're completely opposite and they take 20 minutes right um kingdom hearts uh, <gasps> Oh, oh. <laughs> no, yeah, you're they're, right, though. They're great to look at, but, like, sometimes I gotta I gotta hop. Like, if I catch the cutscene right when I gotta go pee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I've come close to peeing my pants. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish, part of me does kind of wish there was a length warning before some of these cutscenes. Right. Uh, oh, that would be a nice little, little tidbit. That would be cute. Yeah. Just a really basic, easy... You know, platformer with some good cutscenes, but there's like, hey, this, there's a guy in the office, and he's like, dude, have you ever, like, we're talking right now? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we should do that, and then put the timer in there. Like, hey, seventeen minute cutscene coming up, you might want to go tinkle. Yep, and cutscenes need to be pausable, right? Because if you hit a button, then it just skips the cutscene. Yeah, and what did I just lose? Right. And and if you're if you have a skip cutscene button, there needs to be a confirmation that you have to maneuver to. Mm-hmm. Like the default should be, do you want to skip this cutscene? No. Mm-hmm. Like that way if I push X one too many times because your 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 crap was slow to begin with or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't accidentally skip my game, my my, my scene. Uh <laughs> like not a game dev, but I will throw hella shade at all. <laughs> At all the game devs out there. That's inter- that's an interesting. Leads me to an interesting point. Um, I just ate my tongue for some reason. I, I imagine it was delicious. Um, bit dry. Uh, uh, however, what do you think those games do for your mind? The the storytellers. I mean, obviously, you're here to hear a good story. You want to be entertained. Right. But like, so. I would like to say that it's not much different than than watching a movie, but it is because you are interacting. Mm-hmm. So so you're getting you're getting stimulation, you're 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 engaging with the the ideas and the and the words that are being put out. Uh but you you're also you're also kind of there uh, problem solving or uh or whatever along the way. And so uh, I would I've always argued that uh, game that video games in general were a wonderful brain exercise mm-hmm. uh, by and large. Now, there's I'm not going to say that's universal. Yeah. Mindless driving over people and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's I think that by and large, I think it's a good mental exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I got into a little bit of uh, Overwatch. That's probably the most, like, I think that's what I get out of gaming mm-hmm. is the socialization. I mean, okay. strictly, uh, I mean, for Overwatch in the realm of, you know, the game for the right. most part. Because, like, even if you play by yourself and just play quick plays a lot, you'll still run into people who you happen to do well with. Oh, yeah. Like, because I played without a headset. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time I played. So I just so happened to be in there and mic'd up or whatever, and somebody friended me, and I was like, I don't know how to operate this. I barely know how to play this game. <laughs> right. It's weird how archaic I am sometimes. Social controls. Right. What? Then I'll hop into Xbox Live sometimes, and I've got 19 messages. <laughs> 17 of them are bots, but a couple of them were sent to me like, two years ago so if you're one of those people i'm sorry right yeah um but uh yeah i think but i think that's why i like the physical gaming more Mm -hmm. 
because I can. I'm a very busy fella. Yeah. I don't get a lot of time, but I can think about a deck I'm building or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can just think about that even while I'm at work or if I'm at, you know, just need to visit. Where, 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 where do we go that's not work, David? <laughs> yeah. That's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Walmart. Yeah. Oof. Walmart. Whoa. Gross. <laughs> so, but with the gaming, oh, they get you with the cards, though. Mm-hmm. Get me with the cards. I don't know why. It's like having a, a little piece of art that yeah. I just hold on to, even if the art sucks. <laughs> well, um, you know, here, here I go again with the the appeal over functionality, mm-hmm. uh, because I will pick an archetype based solely on how much I like looking at it, mm-hmm. and I play that, and it almost, almost. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> all moist. That's a different <laughs> anime. Ooh. Yep. Um, it almost always invariably sucks. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've I have picked a winner was well, I've done it twice. Once I was like, prophecy is gonna be good. The prophecy card I liked was shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Even, I don't even remember what it was called. It was the Balrog looking one. Prophecy uh, Destroyer. Yeah, nobody ran that, but no. it was the one that was like, "I'm gonna play Prophecy" because, and that was good. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Flunderies. Yep. Um, I was like, Flunderies is cool looking, and then sure. I bought it. I was like, This is actually good. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, most of the ones I've bought into are not the best. Yeah. I've done it one time. Mm-hmm. And and the deck wasn't even arguably the best at the time. Uh, it was one of mm-hmm. one of like four. I mean, Cosmo Cosmo was pretty up there still whenever I bought it from you. That is true. Yeah, I forgot about that. That one, that deck thrives in a slow format. Yeah, it. I you know I don't. I I I, I, I like Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially just because it's such an easy anti-meta. Typically, truly, yeah. Um, like, but it feels like combo-y. Yeah, it, it yeah. feels combo. Yeah, but there's there. It's got the combo without the wombo. Yeah, no, it's it's just it's like, it's like it's got combo, but it doesn't have combo plus. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, you don't. And you, you can't. You can't just. You can't just. It, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. When I was playing it, it was good. It was yeah. Fun. But it. it 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 was enjoyable. Uh, you want to know the you want you want to know the tragedy though. What is it? Uh, so I I picked Flunderies. It was good. I n- never have taken it to a tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I've uh, just thought about my cards more than I've ever even touched. Oh yeah, them lately. But yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Same. I yeah. I I bought Flunderies and then won locals with monarchs. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> What a terrible place. Maybe I'm just jaded from Cosmo Monarch format. You know. The nostalgia. Nostalgia powers activate. That's what keeps that's what keeps you coming back. So Yeah. I think. Well see it's different. I think it's different for me because didn't you say you had no idea about the show or the game or anything until you were so I didn't I didn't watch the original anime. Okay. Um I I did not get into things until the I bought my first cards during the GX era. Okay. Uh that was um I watched I wa- I did watch about half of GX. Mm-hmm. I got got into it then, bought my first cards, didn't like played casually at home with like my mom and sister. Cool. And then didn't do a lot uh until i hit college uh in 2000 really 2010 i think that's when we linked up again somewhere yeah i i got i got into it uh in 2010 we started uh started doing events at one at the local game store at the time and then that and then you started coming uh and and stuff a little bit yeah you did this to me yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, 
the thing about it is though like the ultimate goal i call it a hobby the ultimate goal of my hobby is to like build it and then take it right and see what it can do um and that's truly the part that like scares me a little bit but it also like i'm doing something i enjoy right to, to do it so i, I socialize a little more so uh, i think that bring and that and that brings a really good point about about gaming because you'd mentioned overwatch earlier mm-hmm. and and the the social aspect of of tcgs i it, it's a lot easier to at least for me to rationalize and um justify uh, spending time playing a, a game right. if i'm also socializing because i'm like I'm hanging out with people. It's important. It's a good use of time. Right. Uh, also getting to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the reasons that I like Dungeons and Dragons so much. Right. Because um, then you can have people that just you like. Yeah. You you have people. Yeah. You have people that just that you just like. Uh, you don't have the rando the rando trolls. Uh, which I mean, having having the five man or I, I guess in Overwatch is it a six man? It used to be six man. It's down to five. Okay. Like have, having a five man of like your friends that you like who are also good at the game. Right. That's the dream. Right. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's happened like twice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever been on with like five. There may be two. I, I got you. Uh, those, those are good times. Like right. Especially on Overwatch. Or it was for me with like just these random strangers I met through the game. Mm-hmm. And like anytime I'm on or they're on, we can hop on together and it's just a good chat without leaving, you know, the sanctity of your couch. Yeah. So I think that's, that's why I play the social games mm-hmm. because otherwise sometimes I don't feel like I communicate as well. Right. Just in general day to day life. Mm. But like with a game, it fosters that ability or yeah. that, that trait, I think. And I think that's, so I used, I used to play league of legends, mm-hmm. um, quite a bit. Uh, and it was the same thing. Just like, just like with, with overwatch, like I get on there BS with people, most of whom I had met over, you know, the game right. and get on there and just BS about really nothing in particular. And, almost autopilot my way through 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 games like right. like I, I i played ranked but uh, you know it, it was oh, let's face it me moba's the game it's the same game mm. especially league of legends because the map's always the same wow. like it's just the same game repeatedly and, and so you know you can oh, okay. you don't have to think too hard about it after a certain point of time you know like a certain, you could, certain almost point. like you could play that while you brushed your dog kind of thing yeah like so actually, I did play a game with my half a game with my feet one time. No way. Yeah, that's impressive. I had a I had a wireless mouse and I just put it in the floor. Okay. Um, I mean, I had my left hand on the keyboard, um, <laughs> but I was like I was like sorting Yu Gi Oh cards Whoa. with my right hand <laughs> because I I don't remember exactly why, but like I was supposed to have like a you, deck built like by the next a, day. A lot of things to do. Yeah. All at once. Wow. Um, There is no way in my life I could ever. I couldn't be found. Like, there's no way. I'm trying to. I do not. I'm sure we. I don't remember if we won that game or not. Right. But still, the fact that you were doing it, you're pretty ambidextrous. Yeah. I I mean, your brain worked better than mine. (laughs) Well, I mean, the right hand motion was just. It's it's just a tender motion. Just swipe left. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) So I was just like, I just had like stacks of cards. And I was just like, not the card, not the card, not the card, not the card. That's a card. Not the card, not the card. You know? Wow. And um, I. (laughs) I feel like I just met an alien. (laughs) It was. alien. You know, it was uh, it it was an interesting game, and I you know a couple of times I thought about trying trying it again, just to see what the outcome would be. Right, if you could focus and use your foot, yeah, like really watch. Well, and so and that's one of those things. Like when you're when you're playing games like Overwatch or or League, you get you get into the groove, you get comfortable what what you you're do, doing. You do find some muscle memory, and you you autopilot. Mm-hmm. And and in a way, that's part of what appealed to me about the game at the time. Uh, but 
when you shake things up and you have to think, mm-hmm. you're a better player, like most of the time. Right. And so I was like, I really want to try and see see how well I can like if I can do truly well playing in just weird ways. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, I that was something that I never did. I never never went back and tried playing play mm-hmm. with my footsie again. Man, I thought you were talking about trying a different character or something. Oh like no, that. no, 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 no. Um, I, 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 I played support exclusively in, oh. uh, in well, almost exclusively in ranked exclusively, uh, in Overwatch or in in League. Mm-hmm. Um, and Overwatch, it's pretty much same. I, I played off tank or I mean, uh, off support. Okay, yeah. So I was, I'll be honest, I was a Moira main. Oh, uh, I was... So DPS. Yeah, I was... You can heal yourself. Yeah. Uh, problem was... Everybody else can get fucked. <laughs> y- yeah, I mean, basically, because most of the time, whenever I was playing Moira, I had pretty much all the gold medals. <laughs> I was wow. like, like, sometimes... And, and I didn't get too tilted about it unless we were in ranked. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would... Sometimes I would get frustrated, get in chat, and be like, "The support should not have gold medals in damage." No way. <laughs> uh, so somebody else just play tank. Uh, no. So at that time, they actually had it so that you had to pick a role, so oh, so that forced people to diversify. Right, and the healer still did the most damage. And the healer still did the most damage. It was like we, because you know we had like. We would have like a soldier and mm. and we would have uh like a Pharah and I'm just like right. guys uh, Pharahs were the worst though because they'd be they'd just be like it didn't matter what you said, they were just like switch to mercy and I was like No. <laughs> I could not play Mercy to save my life. I died so I died more times with Mercy than I died with Tracer. Oh yeah. man, I because if you're the mercy, then you're you're the target. Yeah, you're the target. You're you're the squish, and you're flashy. Oh yeah. So we always know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Right, be- just behind the Pharaoh. <laughs> I love playing Pharaoh though, especially if somebody graciously hopped onto a mercy. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, a good mercy is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not a good Mercy. Mm-hmm. I, I was I, I was a fifty fifty shot on Mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it basically depended on if the other team was good at killing Mercies. I was twenty like twenty eighty. Ooh. Yeah, it was a terrible Mercy. Uh, I was I was good as Moira. I was I was pretty okay as Brigitte. Uh, who's like a, okay, yeah. a the a support hero. yeah support tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was occasionally good at Zenyatta. <laughs> no, no, never. Uh, he was the only character I could get headshots with. Really? Yeah. Toby was really good with him. I could never touch him with Zenyatta. I, yeah, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoyed Zenyatta. I wasn't the best Zenyatta. Uh, even, even if I was getting headshots, it, you know, I wasn't quote unquote the best Zenyatta, sure. but but Moira, mm. Mm. so good. You know why? You know why I like the social, the sitting down. Mm. You know what? How they pull me in? Because mm-hmm. there's a prize at the end. Oh, yep. yeah. Sometimes you just like that's all the all the motivation you need to solve little puzzles. Mm. Yeah, I've heard them described as like arguments or debates when you're playing a, a duel mm-hmm. or, or a match or whatever. So like. Yeah, that's money. You can oh, oh um, spicy. Whoa. <laughs> so, but yeah, like a debate, which kind of makes you wonder, like, do I just like to argue, but not with words? <laughs> I think that's called boxing. Hmm. Debatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that it does, because each one, if you compare it to an argument, each one mm-hmm. is a... Okay, my deck presents a problem for you, mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out how to solve the problem that I presented you with, and then right. you fixing that, you doing your part presents me with another. Yeah, it's it, ideally it is a very back and forth conflict arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, oh, because man, conflict. 
Well, I mean, the the argument is the conflict. Like, you know, that's... It, like we're like in in the realm of storytelling, like conflict is what drives the scenario. It's what drives the the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the you know the characters and places and things are like the options on your vehicle, but but conflict is the motor that makes it go go. Oh, of course. Uh, so you know in 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 Yu Gi Oh, the conflict is the the problems that the decks present to each other, mm-hmm. and so. You know, you have, you have, you do have this. Ideally, if it's not an OTK, <laughs> you have this back and forth sort of, uh, almost a dance, yeah. uh, uh, argument dance, argument dance. Uh, That's got to be a sub form of dance. <laughs> are you? Uh, have you ever watched Bob's Burgers? Yes, absolutely. I so I, I, um, I enjoy the capoeira episodes bob and his sexy dance fighting oh no <laughs> i've not seen that you've not seen capoeira i've not seen capoeira oh man you need to you need to watch the capoeira episodes oh, I can't wait. my daughter loves it my daughter will sit just stop what she's doing and sit down and watch some bob's burgers with me it's not cool lynn it's just sexy dance fighting it just feels right <laughs> it yes yes uh but a little bit of something for you to look forward to though yeah, no, that's going to be fantastic. Yes. Shiny cardboard. Shiny cardboard. Oh, I've been playing. I didn't want to tell you. I got into a certain other card games, mobile game. Mm, oh, yeah? Yeah. What? Uh, you play what? MTG Arena? No, I have not. I have not yet played MTG Arena. Man, it will <laughs> suck your phone battery dry oh yeah yeah i mean it's a, it's a good looking game mm-hmm. so I've, you've played hearthstone or mtg online or okay yeah i played so i played yeah for that type of game it's a really good looking game it does mm-hmm. all the flashes and ooh, lights and stuff right that you want in a good mobile game um and it's driven by a well you know constructed company gaming yeah. company like so you get exactly what you're looking for out of it. I, this isn't even a sponsored spot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've been using this to scratch my but itch. But it could be. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll send two people your way. At least they'll look at the app. But This one's free. Yeah. The next one you got to pay for. But, yeah, I think that's what it is. That, that itch for socialization. Mm-hmm. Broken down to its most base level. Right, I think. So I've been been playing a little bit of that in downtime. Like okay. Before I go to bed, on lunch break at work, that kind of thing. Hmm. I mean, I can't. Uh, I can't fault you for 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 MTG Arena. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I play. I. I. I think about magic a lot mm-hmm. at work. Really. <laughs> yeah. Like. And Yu-Gi-Oh, right? but mm-hmm. but you know I think about card games a lot at work actually. Yeah, I'll just be sitting there minding my own business, typing, or arguing with somebody <laughs> because that's like sixty percent of my job. It feels like. Uh, Excellent. But uh, like I'm just sitting there minding my own business, and suddenly I'll be like, "Oh, but what if? What if this? Yeah. What if what if shiny cardboard?" <laughs> So you know, you, uh, you know, uh, substitutes back. Yeah. So I've like sometimes I'll just I'll just for some reason I'll have an association with a frog, and then all of a sudden it's like, how else could we break substitute? <laughs> how else can I get this band again quick? Mm-hmm. I think it's stickers. I mean, they started with stickers. St- stickers. I mean, when we were kids. Oh yeah. Shiny Yep. And like the the kind of like the. Do you have any that were kind of squishy? That they were like. Yeah. Those are some rare ones. So yeah, I mean they were rare for me too, but I I put them on one of the so we our house had a room that we had set aside as quote unquote the classroom, which is where we like ostensibly did our lessons. Uh. We didn't do lessons in there, but anyway, (laughs) it was 
quote unquote the classroom and it had a door an interior door okay. and i had put several stickers uh on that door mm-hmm. uh and some of them were the 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 f- kind of fluffy squishy ones nice and they were very shiny mm-hmm. before i wore the shine off poking them <laughs> well, i mean that's what they're there for yeah i mean I, I guess so i don't know why else i would have put them there yeah fair enough they might still be there <laughs> <laughs> You know what's not still there? Mm. My Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Oh, I know. Sad every time. I know. I won't. I can't let it die. Man, mm-hmm. I I understand. Yeah. I feel that. Where gaming as a whole, though, is just a very expensive hobby. It can be. I mean, it doesn't really. It doesn't really matter where you where you decide to step in. It feels like in the gaming right. sphere. Uh, because you know, Dungeons and Dragons is marketed as oh, if you've got a pen and some paper and a single set of of math rocks, right. you can play the most imaginative game ever. Right. Which is technically true. They don't tell you about the 150 rule books that are available for purchase. They don't tell you about all the cool accessories like DM screens and dice towers, and yeah. and nobody talks about the crippling dice addiction. The crib. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, that's why I haven't dipped in D and D. Maybe because like I can only throw money at one, and really, I, you know, shouldn't. Right. Like, I could be using this to solve world hunger, but I'm important too. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I, I exaggerated a little bit. You can, you can on it. Like they actually made the basic rules free. Uh, when they released fifth edition. Mm. Um, so you could actually take the basic rules and you could with a pen and paper and, you know, a single set of, of, of dice, math rocks, you could, you could play the game. Uh, and, it, it, but you know, once, once you get into it, you, you want to spend money on it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but in all fairness, there is for the, for the most basic part of the game, there there is the entry point is cheap mm-hmm. now not everything can say that <laughs> but you know there's i'm i'm not f- familiar with a single type of gaming that isn't honestly kind of expensive yeah i mean because if you if you can be that if you can take that basic set of rules say with D mm-hmm. and just play that and be satisfied with that then i think you get the most value from that game mm-hmm. um, but I'd say that video games are the next least expensive. Can be. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're just a, a couch gamer, I guess. If you are, if you're a console gamer, mm-hmm. and you are, if you're, if you're, if you're a console gamer, and you don't just have to have all the AAA titles, mm-hmm. probably. Okay. Now, if you're a PC gamer, mm-hmm. your three thousand dollar gaming PC says says you broke (laughs) uh but you know we're talking like back to our shiny cardboard Mm -hmm. one copy one copy of whatever hot new pot card they just released it's not marijuana uh typically is going to run you 120 dollars for one copy yeah uh it's twice as that's like two xbox games yeah, that's two Xbox games, right. or like copy. yeah, and you and you need three. You need three. You need three, and that's yeah. and that's just those cards, right? That's that's not the hot new fusion monster, or you know whatever whatever type of extra deck. It's just it's a superfluous hobby, isn't it? Yeah. The wow, I mean it is. However, I mean you can also play it on the cheap. You can also play it on the cheap, and part of me feels like that that's where the real joy of the game is yeah. is just take your jank yep. and try to make your jank good without you know because you can take the 120 dollar pot of whatever and, and throw it into some jank and it makes the jank better yeah it immediately does but what's the what's what's the point of playing jank if you're just going to toss in all the expensive staples right so uh that's how they hook you in yeah so, so the shiny, sparkly pieces that you're gonna put around it. Yeah, you're gonna make it your own little jewel. 
your own little ring. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it is what it is. It is it is what it is. Just just be a man about it and play your jank with Mystic Mind. <laughs> oh. God, that car. It's weird that it's weird that I know so much about that card, but I've never played against it. Me neither. I've never had the occasion to have to play against it. Uh, I'm not upset by that. Me neither. But I mean, it's what, like two bucks, if that? Yeah. Oh, did it go up? Actually, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, it did for a little bit. After the ban list. Oh. Uh, the they went back because everybody thought they were going to get banned, or at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that it didn't. It's not that it's not that it's an unfair card. It's just that it's disruptive to the format. It feels like they're trying to build, right. which is the wombo combo Lords of Death, mm-hmm. just consistently. Right. Uh, and it, I mean, it both facilitates that and keeps it off the board is the wacky part. Yeah. Because you, I mean, it's happening to you too. Right. It's happening to both players. He's right. Got the power to turn it off, but it's kind of like you have the power to use it to your advantage as well. Yeah. I wish I wish instead of just endless combos, I wish they would uh they'd print a top tier control deck. Hmm. Like something that doesn't combo stupid hard, but that just it's just there to control. Like it just sticks one creature or monster. Or maybe or shoot, it's not maybe just nothing but traps. Or like oh, Eldritch. No, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've been fine. Thinking about putting that deck together for a long time. Uh, and that's that's another thing though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels like especially it feels it feels like some games and sometimes entire genres across multiple like TCGs and video games and things like they just beat a dead horse. Yeah. Like at this point, realistically, what new mechanic are is Yu-Gi-Oh even printing? You know, nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing right now. Uh, you know, very occasionally magic comes up with a with a new thing, but sometimes it feels like it's just a reskinned other thing. Yeah. And the but I mean it's called something different, so it doesn't have rules, interactions, and things, and stays not archetype specific, but it it kind of keeps things segmented. Mm. Uh, but you know, there's at this point, it sort of feels like for for a little while, I kind of got into MMOs and then it just kind of felt like every MMO became the same. Yes. And I was like, this is just the same game. Mm-hmm. It's like every, every, every new MMO is just the same set of quests that you don't read or care about. Right. <laughs> and, and you're just there to fight the big monsters mm-hmm. and survival games gotten a little bit repetitive Right. Uh, Call of Duty's been the same game for twenty years. For twenty years, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the graphics just got better. Yeah, the gra- yeah, better pretty much. You know, I I wish, which and I know, I know these companies got to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just like we don't need realistically a new iPhone every bloody year, uh, we don't need the same game over and over uh every year <laughs> just with a different skin i think that's why i think that's why Yu-Gi-Oh keeps me in though because it does seem like i can't recall like if i pick out a specific deck mm-hmm. i can't recall a time when i saw that before for the most part at least that's the kind of st- strategies i like to play mm-hmm. so those different different types of strategies i guess that's why I stick with it as much as I do and pay as much attention as I do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just fixes it. It feels like it always makes you think differently. Mm-hmm. At least whenever you update and do a new thing with your cards and stuff. Like, they're doing a lot of retrains in the new set. So they're taking, like, old artwork or mm-hmm. old monsters and stuff and then changing them into traps or... <laughs> Giving them related yeah. effects and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I just I have a lot of interests, and I wish some of them weren't so bloody expensive. Yeah. They uh, pay for themselves. Yeah, or at least held value. Yes. 
and that's and that's one thing. Getting into Warhammer is horrendously expensive, mm-hmm. but most of those stupid little plastic dudes hold hold value. Do they really? Yeah, like you can typically get seventy five percent of what like if it's brand new in the box, mm-hmm. like you can get up to a hundred percent of retail reasonably often. Okay. Um, if you've now if you've opened it, and you put it together. Still, as long as it's not painted, seventy five percent or so of retail. Um, and it it holds it across editions. Um, very rarely does the game like axe a miniature. Like like if you have if you have a uh, I don't know if you have Magnus the Red in tenth edition. Uh, when eleventh edition eleventh edition rolls around, Magnus is still going to be playable. Oh, okay. Uh, just like he was in third edition, and you know, so on and so forth. So, uh, I'm actually not sure he had a mini in third edition, but mm. anyway, I don't, I don't remember what edition he came out in. But the the point is, is they're always playable, mm. and they they hold they hold value for literal decades. Mm. So, you know, if you do decide you want to offload something, uh, value like cash value stays pretty pretty good but also you can just trade right across the board with people mm. like your 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 friggin five-year-old stuff's just as good as the stuff that was minted yesterday uh for most people and that is attractive yeah i can see that yeah you, you don't play that way no no your your cardboard from from five months ago mm-hmm. uh is no longer worth anything yeah. <laughs> You do got to be quick. Yeah. You got to be quick. You can't you can't grow an attachment to the stuff. No. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, another thing that I think and this is something that I do to myself mm-hmm. is that I point at myself like people can see me uh mm-hmm. who aren't on YouTube. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh You did that. I did it. Uh is that like I don't stay in the game enough. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm like, you know what? Screw it! I'm I'm going to invest. I'm going to drop fifty bucks on X card. It's going to be great. I'm going to get a lot of use out of it, and then, and I'll just step out of the game, and I won't play at least not competitively for months. And then, like, I'll go to an event. And I'm like, why is my fifty dollar card no longer relevant? Yeah, because I wasn't in like I wasn't paying attention. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't evolving with the game, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like, and I and I know this. That's a bit maddening too. Yeah. At the same time, mm-hmm. it's it's fun and it's interesting, and it, I feel like it fosters problem solving. But at the same time, that if you if you don't have the time, like if you have a if you have a life that is not formatted around that, mm-hmm. then you just right. But I mean, there are also cards that it just depends on how the game shifts itself. It's oh yeah, such a fluctuating thing. Absolutely, and maybe that's what keeps it interesting. Maybe. I fucked uh, him out of day. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but I'll be honest. I, I, I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh! as a whole needs to reevaluate, like, not not the community, Konami. I, I feel like Konami needs to reevaluate how it structures the game state. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly, I feel like the banless format that they have is problem-causing in many ways as opposed to problem solving. Right. Uh, and I know it's, and it basically all the ban list is, is a way to push product. Oh, of course. Uh, it's, it's nothing but pushing product. Right. Uh, every other, like the other two major, like the other two top three, uh, card games in the world have set rotations and right. it works much better. Yeah. You don't, you don't wake up one day to your thousand dollar stack of cardboard being, $200 because right. Banlist came out and axed two or three cards. Right. Uh, I have quit the game like three times uh, because I built a deck and then within a month, the Banlist nixed it. Like, in an, and okay, so the time that I built Zodiac, that was my fault. Yeah. Should have known. Yeah. That was my fault. The other two times <laughs> was not. Like, I, I could not have predicted uh, that coming. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway, that's the danger of 
that's the danger of like waiting for the whole season to come out. Yeah. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because like, there's certain decks that are just that good out of the gate, mm-hmm. and then, you know, but they've already committed to a story, be it a short one, so they've got to at least give them something, right? Like another set down the line, something, even if it's trivial. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, I got I got burned one time real hard. Oh yeah. Yep. I just played. I was playing Shadal. I really mm-hmm. loved Shadal. The artwork. I had a max rarity. Oh. Mint. Spice. But, yeah. So I made a a trade deal with this guy because I had taken it to a regional. I loved the cards. They were gorgeous. Um, fun to play with. The the play style, everything. I just couldn't brain no work. <laughs> I, I saw people with the same list as mine doing you know, crazy stuff. And I couldn't make mine do that. Mm. So I was just like, maybe I just need to try something new. I've got this. It's got some value mm-hmm. because it was still expensive. And I was like, I can trade it away. Right. Get into something different. And maybe I'm better with that. But I wouldn't, in that case, I wasn't going to be losing value. Right. I got robbed. Oh. Got robbed. Oh, no. Yeah. I traded it. I sent it away to trade. Mm. And I never sent it back. Oh. But bright side to this the silver lining was that there was this so back then there were a lot of celebrities mm-hmm. it's so goofy i thought about that on the way over sidebar from the sidebar <laughs> like right now one of the coolest things that i could do outside of you know humaning mm-hmm. and, and being a good person and being a good parent like my end goal of my hobby this crazy one that i'm talking about right now is to win a ycs Oh yeah, like that would be the mountaintop. Like all of this time that I've paid attention to this stupid game, right? And finally, it pays off. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think about that. Uh, I think about that, and then I think about times like my deck got stolen, and I got to interact with with one of the bigger celebrities in the community. Oh, yeah. and it's so goofy how that is my good feel but <laughs> um but yeah that guy that guy was friends with everybody in the community or not everybody but with a lot of people in the community mm-hmm. they had a, a store where people got along pretty well mm-hmm. um very successful store and then i'm telling a story <laughs> i'm telling a story about a time i got robbed and how it turned out cool um make it happen captain the <laughs> So the guy who gypped me, I mean, I did it. I sent it away. Right. Um, but he did scam me. Yep. So anyway. It happens a lot with those trades like that. Yeah. It's mail trades. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think that's probably why people don't do it anymore. Yeah. But uh, no, I sent uh, I sent it away. And the guy happened to be pretty close to this game store mm-hmm. in Georgia. And... I called him up and I, I didn't know what to do. I was just upset that I lost my stuff. Right. Um, and I just told him, I was like, man, I know this is crazy and this is far fetched, but I've got this name. It's probably a fake name of this guy who I just traded my cards to. And if he comes through and tries to sell them, uh, this is what they look like. This is the box they were in. Um, right. And I mean, nothing ever happened from it, but the dude, his name was Corey McDuffie. It was really cool and, and was like, man, I'm really sorry for you. I promise you. If anything comes through, I, I t- back then there was a joke. It was it was a hi, Corey, mm. like SpongeBob. Hi, mm. Squidward. <laughs> so it was hi, Corey, and that was cool. I got to have that interaction. But uh, yeah, isn't it so weird how those. They wrap around your brain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Association's weird. Mm-hmm. It really is. Anyway, man, we've been cruising for a minute. Yeah, uh, a minute and minute and some change. <laughs> I don't know how much of what I said was usable. Uh, maybe we'll probably be, keep most of it in. Maybe it can just be you talking. Hmm. Like, I don't know about you're that. Obviously, having a conversation. <laughs> but they can't hear the other. Person. That would be hilarious to do one time. Could be this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
but uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, I came over here feeling real passionate and hot and wanting to talk about the gaming. Hell yeah. Actually gaming, and I, I, I realized I just made it weird, <laughs> but I'm feeling a lot better now. Good. Yeah. Excellent. That's I, what this is about. I got to express that. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen to this. Uh, you know what? Look, it's fine. Yeah. This is for us. That's right. It's for us. Uh, but it'd be cool if you hopped in, too. <clears throat> yeah, and then drag uh, drag your friends along. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on separate devices. <laughs> That's important. To- yeah. Um, the numbers. Yeah. They uh, act we're, 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 I swear we're not just hoeing for views. Yes, um, we are. Okay, we are a little bit. But is. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we do want to, we do want to... We want to make it. We want, we want. We want this to not just be fun for us. Uh, we want it to be fun for your, for other people and and bring. There's not. There's not enough joy left in the world, and we want to bring some back. Um, so help us. Help us spread that, and then we will uh, um, capitalize as a uh, byproduct. <laughs> <laughs> it's a byproduct. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, this is. I'm Billy. This is David. Yep. And uh, this has been Geek Trasil. Thanks for listening, guys.